enchanté. What's up, tidy whities? Hey yo. We're back with another two tight ends podcast. Uh Connor, let's just get right into MLB news, man. It's been crazy. Oh man, all right. You're just getting getting right into the meat of oh, it. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, MLB mostly is just crazy because of COVID. It's not <laughs> not like anything else really crazy is happening. I mean, there's kind of like a little bit of a home run battle going on. Who's going to hit 10 home runs first? It's between uh, Mark. Who's Mark? Mike Trout <laughs> and Aaron Judge. They've and, been ripping um, them, dude. Yeah. And Fernando. That's right. Fernando Tatis Jr. I was thinking it was him. I couldn't remember if it was him or uh, Castellanos Yanos. on the Reds. But yeah, so so Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Fernando Tatis, they're all tied at nine home runs right now. Who's going to hit 10 first? Who knows? I don't know. Can Aaron Judge stay healthy? Also, who knows? <laughs> it's all up in the air. But the biggest question is, will the season play out? No one knows. Yeah, isn't there a bunch of teams canceling this game, canceling this series, trying to reschedule? Like, There's a lot going of that going on, right? Yeah, well, okay, so Cardinals were getting tested positive left and right, and so they were just getting games canceled, getting postponed. Then they finally got to play yesterday in a doubleheader with the White Sox, beat them twice, so (laughs) put the smack down on Chicago. But now the Reds are in the mix. The Reds have tested positive for COVID. So, I mean, is is anyone safe? No. (laughs) That's That's the real answer there. Yeah. And it hasn't even come out whether the Reds did anything stupid, like go to a casino, like the Cardinals. And who knows if that's how the Cardinals even got? It. No one, no one knows. But it's mm-hmm. it's just insane. Maybe, maybe they snuck but, a woman into the hotel room. That's how they got it. <laughs> Probably. No one, no one got cut for it yet, though. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it, it's been crazy. I mean, like uh, uh, Charlie Blackman has been on a tear recently. I mean, he he's what's his batting average right now? It's over 400. It's like 438 right now. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. here. 438. You got Charlie Blackman hitting. And, I mean, the Rockies aren't amazing, but they're doing <laughs> pretty good for a shortened season. And Charlie Blackman also is leading the league in hits with 35. Like, yeah. he's having a good year, so that's he's nice. a great year. He's always a solid player, as I like to call him. Yeah, he's also the most, like, superstitious player in the league. Really? I heard about no, that, I haven't but, heard about that. Oh, yeah. He's had the same walk-up song since, like, college. Oh, and he just and, can't change it. <laughs> Yeah, and that's when he started growing the beard. And as soon as he started growing the beard, he started playing a little better. So, like, that's why he looks like a caveman. That's why. Charlie Blackman's very superstitious. But I love it. I love that. I mean, I would would argue that baseball players are are the most superstitious because there's a little more, I don't know, like – just so much more mental going into it Mm -hmm. than physical sometimes. Like, Like, I had coaches all growing up that always said, Baseball is ninety percent mental, ten percent physical. Like mm-hmm. always, I got that like drilled into my head. So, dang, maybe I'd I don't be know. good at baseball because you know mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of well, physical skills. So, yeah, I mean, baseball is also known as the fat man sport. So, <laughs> there you go. I could be uh, 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 Cologne. What is his name? Bartow? <laughs> oh yeah, is that his name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, what is his first? Yeah, Cologne. You got that right. Or you can, I mean, <laughs> look at Big Poppy. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. He hit a certain point in his career where he always got, got a pinch runner because he could still well, hit the why ball. But I never, I never understood 
the DH position. It's like, yeah, just throw a fat, good hitter on there, and and they can ride out their <laughs> career into the sunset. I mean, <laughs> okay, are you going to be mad about it? I'm not going to be mad about it. No, they get paid, so why not? Yeah, but hey, another cool name to bring up in, in baseball right now is Shane Bieber. Did you know who he mm, was like the two years ago? Nope. No? No one did? I, I still... I still uh, double take, you know, I still like, wait, who? Wait, Justin's, I mean, Sh- Shane Bieber, what? Shane Bieber? Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a little weird because I didn't even really hear about him until he won All-Star MVP last year. And I was like, I mean, okay, cool. Like a pitcher got All-Star MVP, Guy, this guy named Shane Bieber that's in Cleveland, like nice. But he has the most wins right now for the season. And Dang. he's also got the most strikeouts with 54. What? What is the most wins right now? Uh, four. What's so actually, he's tied. I four? should say he's tied with Sonny Gray and Garrett Cole with four wins. Uh-huh. But I think they're putting him in number one because he's crazy killing it with strikeouts. The only guy next to him is Sonny Gray, <clears throat> and Sonny Gray is nine strikeouts behind him, which in baseball terms is nine a lot. In dollars, no, but in strikeouts, yes, that is a lot. Yeah. So it's like a whole game right there if you're a good pitcher. <laughs> I mean, it's three innings if you if you're shutting out those innings. So. Right. And and yeah. he also has the most quality starts, according to this. So, I mean, good for Shane Bieber. Shout out to the Biebs. Connor, now, can you explain to me what a quality start is? As a casual baseball fan, I never really understood that. Um, I mean, I guess I know what quality means, but is there a technical? You know what? I bet there is, but I don't even know it. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't All know right. what a quality start is either. Uh, it means that you have a <laughs> Connor's like back to you yeah, in the studio. You have a start that did better than other starts. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, he's got five of them, Weird. as opposed to everyone else. But it's yeah. You know what? I'm good. gonna. That's that's my homework for the week. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome, you're Mr. Neil. Back next week, teacher. Teacher, teacher Neil. Uh, yeah, man. Baseball, uh, Cardinals. I mean, is there any updates on the Cardinals? I mean, specifically because they were they were the <laughs> most people forgot that they were a team. So, I mean, <laughs> there's not much to update except for that they won the doubleheader against the White Sox. They won both games, so that was really cool. Yeah, because like the I mean, at first it was Miami that was the the big uh-huh. issue, but they're back and they're doing fine now, right? Yeah. As far as COVID yeah, yeah. terms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're never good in <laughs> other terms. But, yeah, no, in COVID yeah. terms, they're fine um, as far as I know. But, yeah, now the Reds tested positive. And I feel like it's just only a matter of time yeah. before another team tests positive because who, who knows how just many precautions are actually being taken unless you're, like, in it. I'm sure I'm sure there are quite a lot. I'll be honest. I'm mm-hmm. sure there are quite, quite a, a lot of precautions being taken, trying to keep everyone safe, trying to keep their family safe, you know, things like that, especially where mm-hmm. – they're the only sport traveling right now, and it's not looking great because yeah. it's not working. Well, speaking about traveling or not traveling, uh, college football, is that going to happen? Man, that's a great question. It's not happening for certain <clears throat> conferences. For two out of the big five uh, mm-hmm. conferences, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, have canceled fall sports so far. Hoping to return in the spring of 2021, but that is a big Yeah, hope. how does that even work, though? Because if you have some conferences playing in – like, there's – there's basically, there's going to be no BCS well, championship. That's what we're saying. Because – Well, they've already okay, said I didn't, that. I didn't yeah. know if that because officially some have came out canceled, or not. But, yeah. like, you have some conferences playing in the fall, some conferences playing in the spring. Like, how does that even really work? I mean, it's great because we get year-round I think, football, well, but – because if the ACC, SEC, Big Twelve, if they do continue, 
they're they're going to be playing in their own not not a bubble but in their own conference. They're not going to play True. conference plays. So that's what I think is going to happen. Big twelve, big Big Ten, and Pac twelve come back in the spring. If it happens, they're just going to oh, play I see. themselves. So pretty much everyone's just going to have a bunch of conference championships, and that's going to be the, the college football season. Yeah, and that'll be it. I yeah, mean, makes sense. Unless you're BYU, <laughs> then you're just screwed. Or any other so, independent conference yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were looking up uh, the BYU because we had no idea they're an independent. They don't. They don't actually uh, belong to a conference. And apparently, they only have three games on the schedule this season. Right yeah, I, it looks like they're only playing. Uh, who is it? Um, well, it doesn't even say. But they're losing out on big like. Some big rivals like Utah State, Boise State. Um, they're not playing San Diego State anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only three games for the season. If those three games even continue, yeah, which is a weird like say that does continue. What? Well, I don't. I I just just I feel like they should just cancel it. Like three games. That doesn't seem like enough to really like have a good season. I don't. Yeah, and the problem too is weird. I mean. I mean, let's be honest. Not a ton of pro football players are coming out of BYU. There are there have been some great football players that have come out of BYU, but um, mm-hmm. I, I the thing is, is I, the biggest concern as a college player you'd have with three games is, am I going to get enough film? Am I going to get enough stats? Am I, you know, enough recognition? Or and a lot of guys right. maybe they don't have a great three games, but they have a great other nine games or however many games it is in college. I forget. I think it's like twelve or something, right? So, I mean, yeah. Depends. That that's that's the hard thing with someone like BYU, where it's like, oh, you get to play three games, great. Then what do we do? Like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I think they should just cancel it. And I mean, or maybe they should take the lead of uh, another independent, Notre Dame, because uh, Notre Dame is going to is going to join the ACC this season, just for the season, if they if they actually do play. Right, but here's the problem: is all the conferences around BYU are canceling. So at least at least Notre that's Dame is close to those people, but like that's the problem is they announced Mountain because yeah they're probably closest to the to the Mountain West and exactly canceled, yeah right? so the Mountain West is is canceled Pac twelve is canceled and like isn't Big Ten out that way too so like <laughs> all, that's the problem is all the conferences yeah. around them are canceling so they can't really pull a Notre Dame just just do a BYU versus Hawaii oh dude game. I would so watch that just Polynesians <laughs> going at each other for every every week that'd be sick <laughs> that's true exactly and i mean nice for byu players they could travel to hawaii every other week (laughs) or maybe just stay in yeah exactly just uh, have a bubble bubble. there oh man that sounds awful yeah Yeah, i know oh don't sign (laughs) me up don't you threaten me Um, with a good time (laughs) exactly well one other thing excuse me happening is uh justin fields of uh of uh uh, ohio state he has started a a petition to uh get people to play uh you know a position to play um apparently after posting it they had 3200 signatures within like 20 minutes um yeah they're trying to get the big 10 to play which it's interesting because like did you hear trevor lawrence coming out and saying like in defense of playing like he's saying like some of these kids like the best the safest would be here you know at at college because they have the funds to take care of them. They have the funds to get tested. Yeah. You know, it, it's a little safer here than maybe at their home when their home situation isn't as good. Um, but on the flip side of that, uh, not every student is like, not every athlete is like that. And, and, 
And like I said, like the Big Ten is already canceled. It's like, I don't know. Is the safety of um worth trying to get every student in there? I I don't know. It's it's an interesting discussion, I guess. And I yeah, don't have an answer I, for it. I I mean, no one does really. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Is everyone has everyone has different answers, and they're just trying their best. Everyone, you know, everyone's just trying their best out there. All right, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I think we brought it up what a week or two ago, and. I said that why not try? Why not? I mean, you're you're giving these kids an opportunity to play, mm-hmm. and I I do kind of agree with Trevor Lawrence in the sense that why not kind of create your own little bubble within the within the school? It's like okay, here's where all the athletes stay. This is where you eat. This is what you do. Like you know, and and take all those precautions to control the situation on campus, and then you travel. You you take as many safety precautions as you travel as well, mm-hmm. and then you come back to your bubble, and that's what you do week after week and so why not try why not give these kids an opportunity to play yeah. a lot of these kids are trying to like joe burrow i think also came out and said too that's like if this had happened last year i'd be looking for a job right now yeah and he was taken number one overall like he got he was felt extremely lucky that this didn't happen last year when he had the opportunity to show out take lsu all the way and win the championship you know mm-hmm. and it, and it win is the heisman so. exactly and it is a little different, but I mean, MLB's trying, NFL's obviously trying. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. Maybe just just try, and then if it's a total, if it if it's totally unsafe, then you can cancel it, I guess. Yeah, uh, but, but it, I also I also get it too because it's technically, it's like those kids are the college's responsibility when they step foot on campus. So it's mm-hmm. different when it comes to pro level, where it's like, hey, you know, they're adults who are getting paid they're they're like an employee at that point they're not a student it's it's a totally different dynamic so exactly yeah it's it's tough to say but i i say give it a try but a lot of a lot of people don't agree apparently Mm -hmm. now you have on here uh colleges might actually be able to pay athletes um you got any any uh, yeah enlighten me on that Yeah, I mean, okay, so like four-ish months ago it came out that um, the NCAA was agreeing on students being able to receive compensation for, for their third-party likeness, endorsements. Right? Well, the, also for third-party endorsements and both related to and separate from athletics. And then also, yeah, for for having their likeness used and re- being able to receive compensation mm-hmm. for that. But then I just saw a headline, and I, I haven't been able to find – much more information on it but they they talk about how they're reevaluating what educational benefits means and what that could entail and one of those things coming forward was like possibly providing like a stipend some kind of compensation and pay but i mean does that now mean like scholarships are going to work differently because if i'm a regular student not a not a student athlete Mm-hmm. And college kids, college athletes are getting a full ride and getting paid. I don't know if I agree with that. I think some of the money should now go to those students who maybe are on like an academic scholarship and, you know, just at the school as well to try to get an education and not trying to like go play football. Yeah. And the weird thing is, so is it kind of saying that they're just like changing the semantics of it and just adding some sort of compensation into the already establish education benefits that's a great question 
Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Is it just semantics at this point, or are they actually Maybe, trying to... and, I mean, you should ask an expert, because yeah, <laughs> I'm not just... an expert on, like, what the NCAA rules is what, and how know. they're changing whatever they classify as educational benefits, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as we know, like in the past, it's always been like, oh, we're paying them in an education, but now it could be they're going to pay them a little bit in money as well to, mm-hmm. to I don't know, maybe it's to entice more athletes to come. Maybe it's just because some of these guys probably probably don't come from, uh, you know, great financial backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And so it could be a way to kind of help those kids out too, where they're stuck in practice all the time. I mean, obviously their, their housing's covered, their food's covered their education's covered, all that's covered, but then like maybe there's some other things too that money could help them out with a little, maybe pay for their phone or something, you know, something something like that, that where it's like, it's not such a financial burden on their family maybe. Yeah. So And, and also the weird thing is, I mean, you kind of brought it up with other people getting scholarships that aren't an athlete, but what about the athletes, maybe they are in scholarship, but what about the athletes that, you know, are not the, are in sports that aren't the money makers, you know? What if you're on a tennis scholarship are they going to get paid? Uh, yeah, that, I mean that's the that's the hard thing too because there's always, I mean sports is a business. Let's be honest. Like it's it they're, right. they're great games and we love the the spirit of the game in all sports. But you also have to think about it from a business perspective perspective where it's all about eyeballs and butts and seats. Mm-hmm. That's the problem is when you can put butts and seats who are going to go buy concessions or merchandise or things like that like that's that's the money maker so you know in in their eyes you want to allocate resources to whatever's going to make you the most money so yeah maybe like a tennis player who's like gonna go pro and gonna go to the what is it wimbledon or something i don't i don't know tennis <laughs> the so tours there's a bunch of the, the wimbledon the um <laughs> but yeah i mean if you have someone who's like gonna go pro and do that kind of stuff like great but usually those people just come out of high school so i don't know it's a it's a weird discussion but yeah that's uh, uh things to think about um big news in uh the nhl is uh, this happened, uh, I believe, on the 11th, but the Boston Bruins versus Carolina game, it got canceled because the Lightning versus the Jackets game went into five overtimes. How tired do you think they were? Do, do you think they were, like, eating, like, power bars on the bench <laughs> just to, like, stay on their feet at that point? Dude, they must have been smelling salts, like, everything, anything to get <laughs> to get out on the, on the ice, like... I think I think the most. I mean, I played basketball growing up. I think the most overtimes I've ever played is maybe two. Yeah, yeah. And in like a short little basketball game, like I'm exhausted after that, dude. Five overtimes, and man, that just sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Cr- I mean, those those kind of games are crazy. That was like uh, I interviewed a kid on the the Owls, the team I worked for before. That he was a pitcher and he played at Georgia. And Zach Christofak, shout out. He's he's an awesome guy. And he was talking about how they played in a game that I think went to like almost 20 innings or maybe it was more or something Jesus. like that. Like they, they had to go to so many extra innings. And he was supposed to be the closing pitcher. Like he's a closer. That's, that's his thing. Right. And so he was the closing pitcher, came into the game at like, what did the game? I think the game started at 7 and usually they last about three hours. So it was like 9, 30, 10 o'clock when he pitched. And then they went to like 2 a.m. And he's like, I pitched like five hours ago. Like, what is going on right now? <laughs> like, That's wild. Yeah, it's it's nuts when those kind of games happen. But yeah. the, the craziest part of that whole thing, 
was the fact that going into to quintuple overtime and the lightning goalie set an nhl record with 85 saves and they still lost yeah like that dude <laughs> just balled out of his mind pucked out of his mind i don't know what you say there pucked but out of his mind just he went crazy and they mm-hmm. still lost like if i'm that goalie i'm pissed that's what that's what kind of uh is awesome as a fan of hockey though is that like you could be the best team but it's like one one timely like redirect of a puck and all of a sudden you win the game you know yeah i totally agree. i mean i Dude, hockey one of the most underrated sports, I think. I mean, it's got obviously it has a huge following and and a big fan base, but I wish more people were into it because I mm-hmm. freaking love watching hockey. I'm trying to get my uh, my coworkers at work to, to get into it because I've been I've been watching the Capitals. They suck Ew. right now, but um, I've been watching the Capitals at work and and yeah, man, I, I can't wait. I want I can't wait to go to a hockey game. It's gonna be so fun. I can't wait to watch a Kraken game, the first Kraken game. Oh, Kraken. Uh yeah, we need we need our our merchandise. It's in the mail, right, Connor? You you ordered it? Uh yeah yeah, dude. You should be getting it. You haven't gotten your shit. That's weird. Weird. Um, I think one more thing about that game though is the Carolina Hurricanes Twitter was hilarious during the whole thing. So uh, I haven't pulled up. <clears throat> Obviously, they they first post, hey, game day in the bubble. Let's go Canes. And then a few, I think this was around the first overtime, they're like, oh, gosh, hope y'all are, are have your coffee ready. And then <laughs> a little bit later, they were all like, hey, at NHL, not to tattle, but we're supposed to play at eight and the Blue Jackets and the Lightning won't get off the ice. <laughs> uh, and then they, I think this is when they got canceled. They sent an apology tweet out. Um, we don't have any words and we know you don't want to hear them. We understand your anger, your frustration, your sadness, everything you're feeling. We get it. This isn't the start time we imagined and certainly not the one we wanted. Thank you for being there the entire way. (laughs) (laughs) What? And then they, they quote tweeted their own tweet from earlier in the day that said, we're back. Take warning. And they're like, this tweet did not age well. (laughs) Okay, that's awesome. I like I like the little self-deprecation humor there. <laughs> I was then, like the, the very dramatic apology like they're like like they didn't the game didn't just get canceled. <laughs> like the team got canceled for something stupid, so they sent out some yeah. big apology. That's amazing. It was great. And then one last one, they had a tweet overlay of uh the Will Smith meme from the uh the Jada Pinkett and Will Smith talk <laughs> and uh-huh. of him crying and it just says pain. <laughs> just just pain just like pain. They, they ran out of words by the end of it yeah man i just That's want to amazing. shout shout the the twitter out they, they were so funny yeah i was running the social media over there well done mm-hmm. a1 all right let's get straight into the mba bubble baby so obviously Always. the seeding games are done uh the suns pulled it out they went eight and oh did anybody think it would happen no, I don't think the Suns thought it would happen based on their coach's speech afterwards either. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Unfortunately, though, it was Dame time, and they didn't make it into the playoffs because Damian Lillard went off. So yeah. last last week when we were talking about – was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. When we were talking about the MB, our NBA bubble MVPs, 
a little person named Damian Lillard uh, was not in our mentions, not even an honorable mention. Um, but this this was like he was having a normal NBA bubble, quite quite normal for him, you know, 25, 30 points a game, all that good stuff. And then we did mention it on there, Paul George and, and Pat Beverly. They were like kind of going off on Twitter, and all of a sudden, the day after, Damian Lillard starts going off, Just dropping it up. 60, dropping 50, 40, 50 again. Like, he's been crazy. So that was, uh, that was a little interesting. Right after we, we predicted, you know, Devin Booker and TJ Warren. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Dame just went off. That was that was insane. He's been on a tear. He's been hitting logo Lillard, Dame time. He's been hitting everything from everywhere. And they I got have, in. Go I, yeah. They did it. They did it. They did it. <clears throat> but here's here's the thing. I'm a little ashamed of myself. I have to say. I have to I have to own up to this. <laughs> okay, because what happened? I always talk about how Damian Lillard is one of the most <clears throat> underrated players in the NBA and he always gets overlooked. He's the constant talk of all-star snub, like, and he's he's an amazing player, and I love his story coming from, like, a smaller school, Weber State, and then just everything about him I love, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think about him when and we talked about Bubble MVP. you did the same thing. I did the same thing. I be- you overlooked I be- him. I became what I hate. <laughs> Live yeah. long enough to see yourself become the villain, right? Oh, man. Yeah, that was crazy, but it was very interesting, so... Yeah, so Portland secured the eighth seed, and then Grizzlies got the ninth seed because they won. They had a good game to win. And then they had the play-in tournament. So how the play-in tournament, we mentioned it last time. Uh, if if Memphis Memphis has to win the two games to get in, uh, Portland just had to win one game, and they were in. And it was a great game, back and forth the whole time. A crazy game. Both teams so were going on spurts. Spurtability is what I like to call it. <laughs> that's a 2k <laughs> reference if anybody got it uh <laughs> and yeah portland pulled it out carmelo anthony was hitting clutch threes cj mccollum which i was talking to my friends like the day before at work about how i thought cj mccollum like when dame goes off when he's doing his dame time it seems to me that cj kind of takes takes not even a backseat like a you know he's in the trunk or something like he just disappears a lot of the time when dame is going <laughs> off i feel like but it's like no, you gotta learn. He's got kind of got to do better about still being the second fiddle, still being a good second fiddle. Because even when Dame's going off, and I thought the 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 playing game, he did exactly that. Like he was great. He was hitting clutch shots. Dame still went off. He still had a great game. But see what Jay McCollum and and Melo gave him enough to to pull it out. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, but you see you see like you're saying CJ came out in the fourth quarter and hit some clutch shots, hit some just made some really nice plays and then Melo hit that sweet dagger at the end that I knew as soon as I saw that I was like there it is. That's that's easily the dagger that just, just sealed a, the game. A 3 to the dome right there. Ooh. Yep. I loved it. So yeah, the so the playoffs are set now. Um let's do a real quick uh playoff prediction. I'm just going to name the round and you're going to tell me who's going to win the round, all right? And I'll all agree right. or disagree. Okay. So, and the East will start Milwaukee versus Orlando. What do you think, Connor? Milwaukee. Uh, agree. <laughs> Is it a sweep, <laughs> a gentleman's sweep? What do you think? Um, ooh, that's tough. I mean, Orlando's definitely going to put up a good fire, but I'm going to say gentleman's sweep. Uh, I, I agree, gentleman's sweep. They'll go, they'll go four and one. All right, the next round is Indiana is the fourth seed versus Miami, the fifth seed. 
see now this one i really don't know i keep going back and forth on it which obviously mm-hmm. you know the middle of the pack is always the toughest to to predict mm-hmm. i'm i think i'm gonna give it to miami i agree i think really go, yeah I even think... with your tj warren effect in effect uh i don't think it's in effect anymore <laughs> it might not be it got, it got deleted no i just think miami is so is underratedly no that's not a word uh <laughs> underratedly what underratedly you want to try again know. uh okay take it back uh <laughs> three two one no uh yeah no i think miami is very very deep but not a lot of people think they're deep is what i'm trying to say oh i see they're like they're they're a little undercover they're a little snake in the grass yeah yeah and they they're very deep they got a lot of shooting jimmy butler is the star on the team you know he can take over in fourth quarters if he needs to and they all buy into the to the system to play hard on defense, and I they I think they got deep. some nice young talent that doesn't really get talked about on that team. Yeah, like Tyler like, Hero, Kendrick yep. Nunn is just J- Kendrick Nunn just came back the last game. Yep, he's you know in the finalists for Rookie of the Year, and then they have Duncan Robinson too. Yeah, they've got mm-hmm. they've got a good team. I think they're going to be yeah. a problem for for the East, honestly. Okay, so before we move on with the other playoff predictions mm-hmm. here's my next question is this gonna finally settle the tj warren jimmy butler debate though is this it like that like the, the game last week was just a little little taste little teaser but i think is this like the actual i think this, it has actual... to if tj warren doesn't win and or doesn't like show out like uh i just i don't think like he has much to say after that <laughs> what can he say you know so when miami wins do you think Butler's blowing kisses at him? Oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna do the Dame <laughs> wave bye bye, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he's gonna do something. You got to. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next series, uh, Boston versus Philadelphia. Boston. Boston. So if Ben Simmons wasn't injured, I think it'd be actually really close. I might even give it to Philly if Ben Simmons wasn't injured. I think I'm still saying Boston only because really? like if I mean Boston is is always a solid team. I mean you have Brad Stevens who's just mm-hmm. like the the coach genie, whatever you want to call him, who can just make anyone fit into any position because he finds like the the right role for them, and then they they decide to show out. But I don't know. Even with a healthy Ben Simmons, I don't know. I I don't think I still I still don't think I give it to Philly because Boston just has so much talent and they do work well together. They haven't been like the talk of the town. But that kind of seems how, like how Boston usually is in a way. It's weird. So I have a I have a stat for you. Uh, shout out to Brent. He gave me the stat. So if it's wrong, it's his fault. Um, <laughs> the Celtics are the first East team since 1984 with three 20-point-per-game scores in a season. They had Kemba, Jason Tatum, and uh, Jalen Brown. And a little tidbit after that is Gordon Hayward had 17.5 points per game, too. They have four guys at 17 or above. That's insane. That's pretty crazy. And the first time since 1984 that happened in the East. That's that's pretty crazy. And so that's exactly what I'm talking about is, like, they have all of that on their team. And then, I mean, granted, they're still third in the East, which is still a good position. But, like, all anyone talks about is Milwaukee and Toronto mm-hmm. and Indiana. Like, like no one even really talks about Boston. But, mm-hmm. like, they're a super solid team that could easily take it if they really, really show up, you know? Yeah, you know what? I've, you and me reading that and everything, I've convinced myself. I'm going to go Boston, too. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm mean, changing. You were I'm flip-flopping. Anyway, but but you're saying with like a healthy Ben Simmons, it would still be Boston. Exactly. But okay. And right. and Embiid, Embiid, he looked a he got a little banged up at the end. Hopefully he's a hundred percent. But if he's not, true, I true. mean, how far can they go? Yeah. Um. All right. Next one is Toronto versus Brooklyn. Uh, Toronto. I obviously I agree. I didn't watch almost any of the Nets games this bubble until I while I was watching the the Nets versus Portland, right? And that was the game to decide if Portland even got in, if the Suns would get in. So Brooklyn put up a great fight that game. I did not expect it. Um, I thought you know all the G leaguers they have on the team. I just didn't think they had it in them to really. I know that game showed me that they have a lot more fight than I thought they had. But I still pick Toronto, but I think it's going to be a little – I think I think it might a be – A little more scrappy? A little more scrappy than we think, yeah. I think it will be either gentleman sweep or it will go to, to six games, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. The problem with Brooklyn for me is who's healthy on that team anymore? I I, I can't even keep up with them because, yeah. like, you, I mean, it, it's cool to see that they're putting up a little bit more of a fight than you think, but they still don't have Kyrie or KD, right? But they have right. so many stars on that team that aren't playing mm-hmm. so I mean, it's kind of hard to like put put any any faith in them right now yeah Karis is playing well but yeah yeah it, it's gonna be interesting but on the flip side of that toronto is number two for a reason they have been great oh, yeah. this year oh Keeps yeah surprising everybody so maybe maybe they'll sweep them like who knows they're they're a really good team so we'll see for sure all right let's go over to the west uh we'll start at the bottom of the bracket this time We'll go Ooh, number two up, Clippers okay. versus number seven Dallas. Um, this one I actually did have some trouble with because I could see Dallas winning this. Winning which is weird it? To say. I could. I could see it. Really? I could. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand Kawhi's there in LA. I understand that Paul George is there in LA. I understand that that LA also has quite a bit of depth. But I probably could see one of the da- arguably one of the deepest teams in the league. But yeah, yeah, totally. But like, I could see Dallas just like surprising everyone with Doncic, Porzingis, and whoever else is on that team. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, like with with them and with like the way they've been playing, I mean, I I could see them maybe winning. But I'm not going to give it to them. I'm going to say the Clippers are going to win, but it's mm-hmm. going to be a fight. Uh, I could even see it going to seven. Seven, interesting. I could see it going to seven. I don't think it'll get past six. I think Dallas will put up a fight, but I think just the Clippers are just way too much for them. Way too much for them. Like yeah. I don't think they have. They don't really have enough defenders to guard them. Like, yeah, Doncic, I think is going to put on a show, but yeah, I just don't think they have enough. Yeah. So I think, and maybe I should define when I say I could see them winning it mm-hmm. is I could see something just like crazy happening and nobody sees it coming and for whatever reason Luca and and Kristaps just like go off and just take it and it's like this amazing like underdog story is that probably gonna happen Nah, I don't think so but it could good maybe all right we'll move on to the third seed Denver versus the sixth seed Utah. You know, I always want to see the Jazz do well. I'm always, I always root for them. I'm, I'm <clears> definitely a Jazz fan, but uh, I think it's going to be Denver, especially with um, Mike Connolly actually left the bubble. That was some big news there. Uh, he's at the for the birth of his son. He left the bubble. Now I looked up the rules for him coming back, and I think they've changed a little bit. So at the beginning of the bubble, I think if you left, you had to quarantine for ten days. 
Um, now it's Sounds about right. what, when he leaves, he's going to get tested every single day that he's gone. And then he only has to quarantine for four days when he comes back. Uh, continually yeah, I mean, getting tested, all that stuff. So n- now that's not as bad as, like I said, at the beginning of the bubble, the rules. So that's not as bad as then, but that's still a big deal. We don't even know. He doesn't even have a timetable to come back to the bubble yet. Um, I think that's pretty true. good, pretty big deal as far as leadership goes for that team. Um, Definitely. I mean, uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell is going to have to play more at the point. Jordan Clarkson might have to start your boy. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Or, to s- or uh, Royce O'Neal. Could be him. Yeah, true. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I, I have to go with Denver in this one. I think – I honestly think it might be five or six games. I, I think Denver has enough to really put him yeah. away. Yeah. The, and the biggest problem with Utah right now that I've noticed as we're talking about depth is exactly that. It's their depth. They have no depth, really. I mean, they do have typically Royce O'Neal and Jordan Clarkson kind of coming off the bench, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And and Bogdanovich of, is injured for the – he's out yeah, of the bubble. so Exactly, yeah. Bogdanovich is injured. And so that's the, that's the real issue I, f- I feel like I see with Utah is that just as soon as their bench guys come on the court, I'm like – who who is that? I don't I don't even think I've ever heard of that name. And I mean, that's the that's the issue is too is they can't really hold anything for them. It's it's either they give up a lead or they can't really come back, and then their starters have to get put back in to yeah. try to keep them in the game. And it's just yeah, it's not looking good for Utah. Let's just say that. Well, on the other side, Denver has a lot of depth, especially the those young guys showing out, the Michael Porter Jr., Bull Bull. You mm-hmm. know, they have a they have a lot of depth on the other side. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't really see this going past like six. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's move on to I think a very intriguing matchup as far as storylines go: the number four Houston Rockets versus number five OKC. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The uh, OKC with the Chris Paul trade of uh, of Russell Westbrook. Uh, that's as like I said, storylines. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean... Who's going to get revenge on who? Chris Paul, probably going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder, so... For sure, and I, I mean, I mentioned it in, an, in a past episode. I think OKC is is poised to make some problems for people in the West. Uh, I think uh, Houston is not as deep as they would hope. Russell Westbrook, who knows if he's going to even play in the first round, actually. I just remembered that. <laughs> he's got like oh, a yeah, quad true. issue, I think. Yeah, uh, and and OKC they're a little more a little more depth, but I think they just they love they love playing hard. They got some good scores on there, and and Houston uh, also doesn't have Eric Gordon, who's been out for a while in the bubble. Uh, I I actually don't know if he has a timetable to return, but yeah, it's gonna be yeah. a lot on James Harden as usual. Yeah, weird. I, I do have to say, with the whole Russell Westbrook storyline, though, I do find it very entertaining that, what was it, three, four years ago or whatever, five years ago maybe at this point? Man, I'm getting old. But <laughs> some, at this point, some, something like that where uh, the big announcement of Kevin Durant leaving for the Warriors happened and then Russell Westbrook like immediately signed, what was it, like a nine-year deal or something like that, being like – and his, his, con- his contract wasn't even up. He just wanted to make a stink about it and – be like yeah when you know you're in a place you know you you stay there like when you whatever and then here we are now (laughs) what's up russ (laughs) i mean i just find that a little interesting to be fair it was 
as far as the reports have come out, it was mostly the team that was trying to get rid of him at that point, and they talked about it. And I think yeah. as far as the reports yeah. have come out, that they were like, they, it was like an amicable breakup. You know what I mean? That's true, but I just, I just find it very interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, I, I mean, I can see it. So, who do you think is going to win that one? Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I kind of like OKC here if <clears throat> Russ doesn't play like two games or something two games if, Russ, if he plays max two games or what do you mean no if he doesn't play like two games oh so if he doesn't play the first two games you think OKC, yeah like OKC if he doesn't play like the it? first two games i feel like OKC, okc could take it mm-hmm. but i don't know if they have a healthy russ i might have to give it to the rockets i'm pretty sure he's gonna be out at least one game uh okay. if i'm not mistaken maybe even I don't think he has a timetable exactly when to return, so it could be the whole first round. We just don't know yet. Gotcha. Um, I think OKC will take it, but I think this this series will go to seven. Okay. I but okay. I I'm a huge OKC fan. I love Chris Paul resurgent. I love Stephen Adams. I love uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna take it in seven. I like it. All right, the last. Uh, round would be not round. Last matchup would be uh, the Lakers versus Portland. Now this is, I think this is interesting because out of the teams in the hunt for the play-in tournament, this was the one team that the Lakers probably the would not like to face the most. For what reason? Out of well, I mean versus Memphis or the Suns. I just think they. Oh, can, I guess okay. Yeah, Portland can give them the most problems out of. Now, do I think they're going to win? No. But the Lakers, <laughs> the Lakers have been a little rocky lately, so true, I think I actually true. think this series is going to go a lot longer than people think. Like I, I, it could, it might go to seven, if the if the Lakers start out real shaky, you know. Yeah, I I think I agree with you. I definitely have the Lakers picked here, but the fa- like you brought up some really good points. Lakers are looking a little shaky, and Dame looks way too locked in right now. Mm-hmm. Now, so, can he sustain that for, like I said, if I if if they do go seven games, he's already been doing it for like five games. Can he sustain it for seven more? Yeah, it's exactly. a lot. It's a lot of energy. Exactly, and then on top of that, you have playoff LeBron. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what do you do there? It's 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 difficult to stop that mm-hmm. effect. But I, I think I'm giving it to Lakers. But I was going to say the exact same thing as you. I think. Portland's going to put up a huge fight and a much mm-hmm. bigger fight than people are anticipating, and it's mm-hmm. going to go either six or seven. Agreed, yeah. Uh, Lakers in six or seven. I think I kind of just want it to go to seven because playoff LeBron versus playoff Lillard, I think, in a game seven would be great. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be huge. But, could you? Oh, man, could you imagine? I just have to say, if it goes to seven, could you imagine if Lillard put them away and waved? Oh, That would be like a game-winning oh. shot. Oh, I, think I'd have to, I definitely so have cool. to change change some pants or something. Change my <laughs> change my tidy whities if you know what I'm saying. Oh, uh, keep those skid marks off of there, dude. You better change them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> you nasty. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's our predictions for the first round. I'm excited. Uh, one more big thing about the first round is that the the players are going to be able to have guests in the bubble now. So there's going to be a little fan section now. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. It was – I did not expect it. So when it when the news came out that it was happening, I was a little surprised, yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially because that's been, like, their whole success is, like, 
no one in or out. And if you do go out, you have to quarantine and all this stuff. Like, I mean, that's, that's the reason the NBA has stayed successful in terms of keeping people safe and keeping the season going is the bubble, which again, like we said, is the only sport, but I believe the, the guests, uh, have to also abide by all the bubble rules for sure. For sure. Um, so I believe they have to abide by the same rules. I think they are going to be quarantined for a few days, you know, testing the same, but it is interesting. Like you were kind of saying, it is interesting that they're putting that it's just a lot more risk involved, whether they're taking the precautions or not, or yeah. So it's just a lot more bodies in there, a lot more people to worry about. I like it as far as like a human aspect, you know, the guys are getting their, their families back. The guys are, there's going to be some fans in the stands. I think that's going to be really cool to have a little fans, but like you said, the, the safety is an interesting, interesting view. I mean, it's it's funny to me because it's it's kind of like a little league game at that point. <laughs> like it's just families. Know, like, yeah, when you just have your families there, like cheering you on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then I think that's that's amazing. And then you know everything you can hear everything on the court. Uh, I want to see you know I when at, at my at my you know youth basketball games, my mom was always the loudest person in the stands. What your mom? That doesn't sound like her. <laughs> Shout out Shirley. Uh, <laughs> Oh, but, sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think she's definitely the loudest at the stand in the stands. So it's like, are the family members, are they going to be the loudest? Are they going to get into trash talking with the other team, with the other players? Are they going to be getting kicked out? That's kind of what I want to see. <laughs> that would be legit. Like some beef the between. brawl. Some beef between, like, Russell Westbrook's wife and, like, I don't know, some some player on OKC or something. Like, <laughs> That was just a random pick. I don't know why I picked Russell Westbrook's wife, but probably because he's the angriest player, and I don't know. It kind of seems like his wife would definitely uh, fight for uh, for him if something on the court's happening. Oh yeah, she's ride or die, bitch, for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> hands down. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's gonna be an interesting uh, little wrinkle in there that I was not expecting at all. Uh. Yeah, and I mean, on the bright side, they don't have to sneak him in. that's that's true that's true they don't Uh, don't have to dress him up like a player how 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 would you dress up like a basketball like how would you dress them up to sneak them in put them in like a jersey and they're like uh excuse me i am player like (laughs) (laughs) i I think i'm on the list uh no i for basketball player you'd have to like well we'll we'll get into it when we when we talk about uh that that silver and guys how you say it I don't. I actually don't know how to pronounce his. Is it Siverand or Siverand something? Like that. something. But uh, yeah, we'll get into it a little bit later. <clears throat> but I want to talk about one last thing for the bubble, uh, unless Connor has one more thing. But my thing is uh, a just little little factoid I wanted to bring up that I thought was interesting is that technic- after the end of the season, technically Luke Walton is the has the second best winning percentage in King's history at like 400. I think it's like 441.441 because they finished the season at like 31 and 41. I just think it's really interesting interesting that he's the second best winning percentage of all time. And I looked at the rest of the coaches. There's only one coach in their history that has a winning winning percentage. Over 500, I mean. Who is? I don't even remember. It was some old guy <laughs> from back in the day. They probably weren't even in Sacramento at the time. 
Oh, okay, I got you. Oh, I, I see. I like, see. Okay. like the, like the <laughs> franchise had some winning coach at some point. Yeah, <laughs> like the rest of the, the coaches were Luke Walton at the second best. Yeah. Oh, poor Kings, man. Poor Kings. All right. Well, hopefully next year they're a little less disappointing, but probably not. <laughs> Better luck next year. You'll get them this time. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll but yeah, let's see. let's talk about the Silver Rand Kamea. I don't even know how to say his name. I apologize. Uh, but yeah, so he was caught trying to sneak a woman into his hotel room, and <laughs> apparently she was dressed uh, to look like a player. Put that in quotes because, like a girl, like <laughs> what? Is, I don't know exactly how uh, how big she is stature wise, but like let's just say she's like five four, you know, hundred and hundred pounds, whatever, one hundred twenty pounds, whatever. How is she going to be looking like? A player she would i feel like she would have they would have been a lot easier if they tried to look like a trainer a coach <laughs> uh, something but a yeah. player what is the thought process with that <laughs> exactly i'm just i'm just imagining some like crazy scooby new shit too where it's like he literally put her in like like pads and a helmet and like everything being like yeah it's, it's like the, the new guy it's the new kicker it's like it's like what? The, it's like this scary movie scene where uh, she's trying to be all sexy in his football jersey, and then he's like, "Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, put <laughs> yeah. put the pads on," and then she puts the pads on. Oh yeah, put the put the helmet on. Yes, dude, exactly. Well, and it, it just made me think like that was his thought process. It was like, oh, if I make her look like a football player, it'll work. It's like, yeah, exactly. Like you said, like why don't you make her look like, oh, this is my like new trainer or something, or yeah, this is whatever, like. That would have been that would have gone over way easier. But guess what? It makes no sense. They pulled off her mask. Uh, if it wasn't for the meddling kids, <laughs> and, that, and she's not a football too. player, surprisingly, and he what? got and he got cut by the Seahawks. Yeah, that was kind of the craziest outcome in my opinion. He straight up got cut from the team. Like they're not they're not fucking around there, which is good. Yeah. But it brought up an interesting question in my mind. What if it was a star player? Let's just say Russell Wilson was trying to bring in Sierra into the hotel room. Would What would the outcome be then? Because I, I almost guarantee they're not cutting him for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, first off, nothing would happen because they're the loveliest couple out there. They're like the <laughs> nicest people. So literally people would just go, oh, hey, Sierra. And she'd be like, hey, guys. And then nothing would happen. But you know, Hit a high note real quick and then... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, if it was a star player, definitely not getting cut from the team. I can't see it. Like, yeah, I mean, it was maybe, someone like a, maybe a slap on the wrist, maybe a fine yeah. max. And and maybe like missing a game or something. Like they make him miss a game. A little but, suspension, yeah. Yeah, a little suspension in there too. But no, if it's a star player, definitely not getting cut. But yeah, yeah. I, I felt like it was a little harsh in, in all honesty. Well, I think, yeah, like, I think they're trying to kid. set an like, example a little bit. Like, hey, we're probably messing around with this. You are expendable. Don't mess up. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's a really good point to bring up. And It is harsh, but that's kind of the way the NFL is for those those fringe players that we were talking about. Yeah, it's very true. And, it, I mean, he, I think he's – correct me if I'm wrong, but he's a rookie. So, I mean, he's a young kid. He's just trying to, you know. Yeah, he's, just, he's, he's not, a little lonely in the hotel room. Yeah, a little lonely, not thinking with the right head, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just – it's 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 not the, the best way to go about things. But you're right. I, they're probably just making him a, an example out of him with a guy that they can afford to lose. So, yeah, it was, it was funny news. Uh, it was the memes that came out of that were amazing. 
We were sending a <laughs> lot back and forth with each other. After yeah, that. they were they were great. Uh, in other football news, um, Alex Smith is cleared for football activities, which is hey. huge for the guy. Wow, standing, uh, standing Leo Di- Leonardo DiCaprio meme, clapping meme. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, that was just big shout out to Alex Smith. Like just, just in terms of you know him as a person like good job man like good for you that's awesome the yeah like the mental fortitude of coming back from that type of injuries even just coming back is crazy like he i believe he had to go through like 17 different surgeries i think Mm -hmm. he might have gotten an infection during that time that like complicated things like i think so he had if i'm not mistaken he had like this weird uh cage almost with like bolts through his leg. Yeah, right? I remember that. Yeah, which is crazy. Actually, my dad, who uh, he actually had a it had a few health problems in his time, but he had the same thing in his foot at one point, and it was nasty. <laughs> like, oh, and it's yeah, so, I don't imagine it's a fun thing when you see bolts going into your leg. Yeah, and it's so it's kind of gross. It's very cumbersome. Like, mm-hmm. ugh, I just it was weird, man. But hey, congrats no. to Alex Smith. I'm I and as a and ooh, I almost said the R word. As a football team fan. <laughs> oh, that R word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, you meant yeah, the yeah. other R word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I don't care about that. No. <laughs> uh, but as a football team fan, it, I'm I'm really excited to have him back just on the field, just as a, a hopefully mentor uh, for Dwayne Haskins, you know? And who knows? Yeah, maybe. That's huge. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm a Haskins fan. I'm rooting for him. But, you know, if worse comes to worse, uh, hopefully Alex Smith is good enough to come back in and, and play well for us. Have we seen Alex take any reps or anything yet? No, I literally just saw a video this morning of him getting on, literally walking from locker room onto the field uh, in his football uniform, and that was it. That's all I've seen gotcha. so far. Okay, I, I'll be really interested to see how he looks, because who knows? He could come back, like, you know, really rejuvenated. Like you said, like that mental fortitude. I mean, mm-hmm. He might just like take that to the next level, and be able to uh, to really show up. I mean, you never, you just never know. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, congrats to him. That's awesome. Uh, uh, I'm happy to have him back as a as a football team fan. Um, another interesting thing that happened with the NFL is they're starting to hold tryouts again. So they they put a freeze on tryouts when when COVID started happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but now they're starting to, to to do it again, which I think is great for teams. It's great for the players, those fringe players we talked about, uh, trying to get a spot on the team because now they can actually work out in front of the the team. Uh, and yeah, the team player, the 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 teams that don't have enough players or are trying to find fits for different positions, it's just good for the league, really. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. But I mean. I wonder what precautions they're taking. Like, do you have to get a test a few days before the tryout? You know, a test on the day. Like, uh, I, I didn't read up on it, but I wonder what kind of precautions they're taking. Yeah, I imagine they've got something in place. I mean, everyone, everyone right now, when you have to either reopen something or just put a new process in place, you have to now add the covid like consideration to everything so Mm -hmm. i'm sure they have something like okay you have to get tested and then when you show up you have to have your temperature taken and all these other tests done to you to make sure you're fine Mm -hmm. and then whatever during practice and during the tryout and during reps all that stuff sorry also i just thought 
do you think I mean they probably are holding the try I don't know what they did before to be honest with you I'm not uh, as far as tryouts go but do you think they're gonna have like hold them like on the other end of the facility away from the normal players just in case like away from the you know try to try to try to create that little bubble between a new person coming in and versus versus the the team and yeah the staff i would imagine so or who who knows maybe they don't even hold the tryouts at the same facility maybe they have like another facility that yeah. they hold tryouts at who knows yeah like kind of like kind of like their um kind of like their spring training camp locations because those aren't actually like at the stadium you know exactly so. yeah yeah they're, they're training camp yeah uh yeah that was interesting so one thing we ne- we didn't get to last week but was it was interesting news was uh the xfl was bought out by a a group that includes the rock the the rock geez i couldn't spill it over his name dj you mean dj bought the xfl <laughs> yeah Dwayne the rock johnson baby I mean, it's kind of misleading to say he bought the XFL, but <laughs> yeah, that is that the, was all the headlines though at first. All the that, all the headlines literally read "The Rock has bought the XFL," yeah, like owns it, the XFL now. But I think I love it. I I thought they had a great first run, and it just sucks that COVID happened at this, at the time to like take them out. Yeah. Because I thought you know I I had big big dreams for them myself. Like I think another minor league. Uh, football amateur football league is great for football in general i think it's awesome yeah i completely agree especially where the only sport that's really set up with a a great minor league system obviously is baseball because it feeds right into a team but just for any sport to give guys more of an opportunity to get noticed and to get picked up and to make a living and to live out their dreams essentially which is something that the rock brought up in a post mm-hmm. like that day that it happened you know he he brought up the fact that his his dreams got shattered from an injury playing at the u and mm-hmm. he he really wanted to go pro in football and it didn't work out and now he's the highest paid actor so things obviously worked out but in terms of football like he had to he had to give up on that dream and it, and it sucked it was really hard for him so now he's giving a chance for all those other guys who can try to make that dream happen through like you said, an amateur league. Here it is. Mm-hmm. One one quick little tidbit about uh, Dwayne at Miami. Uh, Connor, I don't know if you've heard this episode, but me and Connor like this uh, this one podcast called Two Bears One Cave, and it's it's with comedians Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer, and some of the funniest guys in the world. I uh, love them. They they called. Have you seen the episode? That I don't think I've about? seen that one. Uh, I don't think I've seen that one. The so Bert Kreischer knows Warren Sapp. And they called Warren Sapp, and Warren oh, Sapp played at I've seen Miami. this clip. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've seen the clip. I haven't seen the episode, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so Warren Sapp played at Miami while Dwayne was there, and Tom Segura straight up asked him, "Hey man, was Dewey? Apparently that's what they used to call him. Was Dewey any good when he played at Miami?" And Warren Sapp was, <laughs> I forget exactly what he said. Maybe Connor remembers, but he pretty much was like, "No, he's not good. Like I was starting. Like he wasn't that good." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, it's it's nuts all the crossover that sports – I mean, that was like uh, – I, I met this one guy that all of a sudden was telling me – because he wrestled at, I want to say, like, Chico State or something when I lived in California for a couple of years. And he wrestled at, like, Chico State, and he knew, like, Shelton Benjamin, who turned into a pro wrestler, and uh, Bo Rampage Jackson, the crazy MMA fighter. Like, he knew all those guys just from playing – or from, from wrestling in college, I mean – 
and he told me some nutty stories. But yeah, it, one of those that just reminded me was the fact that Shelton Benjamin apparently tried out for a linebacker and was just a crazy natural athlete. And so one in one game, he like set a school record for sacks in his like first college game ever. Jeez. And he started getting all these promises for like NFL, and he was like, "Eh, I'm just gonna stick with wrestling." Dang, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was funny. But, I mean, like we were talking about, uh, XFL is coming back. Now, there's a lot of speculation. Like, a lot of people were hoping that they would come back for the spring 2021 season. Um, the reports that I've seen that have come out is saying that they don't – there's not enough time to get ready for that for them. There's there's too little time, I mean. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. So, probably, realistically, the earliest we can see them is uh, 2022. Which kind of sucks because, like, if they were ready for spring 2021 to do some sort of bubble, maybe. I think they, they – it would be a little easier for them to do a bubble. True. Or maybe two bubbles or something um, just because there's less people, less less players. <clears throat> right. Um, but, yeah, I think it would suck be, uh, as far as a business or in a fan aspect is that if they were able to do spring 2021, they could really, really, like – uh, uh, take a little bit of control of the the TV market at the time, because maybe college sports will be back, maybe they won't. I mean, football's over by that time if they even play, and so they would really have a, a hold on the TV then. Yeah, that's a good point. The thing I, one thing I do like about it though is it does give a chance for possibly COVID to just go away or find a you know a vaccine or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. On the bright side, by waiting that long, I mean, maybe they have a better chance of actually playing out a season and not having to do a bubble, not having to go through all these hoops, and it just works out a little bit better. And, and possibly uh, uh, continuing on your thought is that it, it could possibly be better, um, more stability, I mean, because, you know, you're not worried. You, you you might be able to have fans back at the time. Yep. You know, you're not you're not worrying about as money as much as you would if, if you were in COVID. Exactly. But, yeah. okay, so to close out on football a little bit, I have to bring this up. Christian McCaffrey, the other week, <clears throat> he was asked about who he would take in fantasy football number one, and he bet on himself, which he should because most people are probably going to bet on him and take him number one in fantasy football. But that it, it made me think, what if there was a league of all like point positions in terms of fantasy, so QBs, running backs, wide receivers maybe tight ends in there too what if what if we were able to create a league of players who are forced to take themselves number one is this a fantasy league you mean yeah yeah, yeah. like like they they make a fantasy league and mm-hmm. then they're forced to take themselves number one do they like have a better season do they have a worse season? like i just <laughs> I, I started thinking about like what do you what do you think about that like what what, what do you think would happen i think well, I think some people would over if they this is this all is contingent on if they actually cared about the league, like if they're actually like into it. Because if they're yeah. into it, then I think some people would definitely play harder. Like you know, they're knowing they're going to give themselves a little boost. But then some players, I think, would overextend themselves trying too much. Okay, yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Because I'm I'm also imagining like you said, okay, they have to care about the league, so they're probably going to put up some kind of like money to charity i'm assuming you know that's something people do Mm -hmm. usually in in something like this where it's just like kind of for fun mm -hmm. and so it would be where whoever wins the league the rest of the league has to give a certain amount of money to like a charity of their choice 
So yeah, I agree. With that. I think I think it actually would make some guys play a little bit harder. But you're you're right. I think some guys would extend themselves a little bit, maybe yeah. put themselves at a little more risk for injury Try and things do- like that. <clears throat> It's like you know. It's like when a when your girlfriend shows up or a, a girl you like shows up in the stands, and all of a sudden you're playing out of your mind or trying to at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely did that. De- definitely yeah. did a trip over myself whenever that happened. <laughs> it happened so much to me, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just like balled out of my mind when that happened. Yeah, yeah, I'm so good. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> I was talking about more. Yo, know, girls always showed up to my games. Uh, <laughs> all right, so yeah, that that wraps it up for sports for us today. Um, one more little topic I want to touch on. So, Connor, you mentioned in the last episode a little YouTube series called Taskmaster, a uh, British game well, show where they yeah. have to compete. So technically it's a British series, but you can find it on YouTube. Thank you, yeah. Uh, yeah you're welcome. But, yeah, a little game show that they they have to, like, complete these tasks. tasks um, but all they have to do is, you know, uh, whatever's on the paper they have to follow. Other than that, it's up to their imagination how they finish it, right? Yeah, so, and sometimes they have like some some restrictions, but typically mm-hmm. it's it's get as creative as possible to accomplish a task. Yeah, so I after you mentioned it, I started watching it, and holy cow, is it really? It's a really good game show. Not only right? it's, it's a lot of different comedians, so they they've got they're really funny. And Greg Davies, I love Greg Davies. He's he's really funny. He's really I I feel like I relate to him a lot because he hates everything. <laughs> and, and he just doesn't care like there's this one point where where this guy gave they have to bring prizes in for each episode not prizes but uh, uh just objects and then whoever wins that episode they get the all the objects that everybody brought in right so yep. this one guy brought in like like hey uh i i gambled in your name and then I won a bunch of money, but then I gave all that money to charity in your name. And Greg Davies is like, that sucks. I hate that. <laughs> I don't like, dude, I really, that's so funny. Because <laughs> he actually said what we're all probably thinking is like, dude, why? Just give me the money. I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, I agree. I think it's a great show. Pretty much every episode, there's one point where I'm like dying laughing. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the the best part of it is they're all just trying to do what they feel like he would deem as like the best mm-hmm. and he'll just do a complete 180 and surprise everyone and be like, no, nah, I hate that. You get yeah. one point. <laughs> he does that a lot. And also it's, it's interesting to like as a, uh, it's just interesting to watch, um, uh, kind of kind of how humans are thinking how these different humans are are all trying to complete this task in a different way and i think that's actually really interesting part of it is like would i would i try it the same way would i try to complete that task a different way yeah what would i do yeah no it it is really interesting and the like you said at the beginning of of this little segment that just as a game show in general general it's a great idea like, it's mm-hmm. just a fun idea. And what's funny is how it came about. I'll give you a little behind the scenes on it because I just watched this little video the other day about it. Was So Alex Horn, who is, like, considered Greg's assistant on the show, who's also incredibly funny, mm-hmm. he, he, actually funny create, yeah. he actually created the show. So oh, he really? came up with the idea because in the first season, there's a comedian, Tim Key, who's one of the panelists. And Yeah, I remember Tim, him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Tim Key, he was like invited to some award show or so I can't remember. It was, it had something to do with Tim key won some award or was invited somewhere and Alex couldn't make it. 
and so he didn't get to go and and tim was just giving him a hard time just to be you know funny and cheeky or whatever and so alex said okay well then i'm gonna start my own award show and he did it just kind of as like an internet thing to to uh, just get like comedians involved and his friends involved and just kind of have like this fun little thing where he's giving out meaningless awards mm-hmm. by completing these tasks. Well, then it became such a thing that then I, I don't know if he pitched it to a TV like studio or the TV studio saw it and picked it up. I don't know, but that's how Taskmaster was born. And I just think that's great. Uh, it's pretty funny. I, I like it a lot. Like it all started from a joke. <laughs> that's the <Yeah>. best part. <laughs> As the best things usually do. True. Very true. <clears throat> all right. One last question i always end these uh with a little little entertainment question so a little curveball so connor i want you to shout out uh a youtuber or like a twitch or some some internet uh personality that you've been watching that you like that you kind of want to give a little shout out to uh have our viewers go check out all right well you know this always depends on your uh you know your cup of tea but um, I really enjoy watching, like, just people playing video games. I like Twitch. I like YouTube for all those reasons. Um, some bigger names that I consistently enjoy are, like, Wildcat, uh, Basically I Do Work, who are friends, and they, they, they do videos together a lot and things like that. Um, but also Courage JD. He's also – he was a popular Twitch streamer. Now he's full-time on YouTube doing YouTube streaming and YouTube videos. But I, I like, consistently enjoy his content. Um, and then another YouTuber who just started streaming on Twitch. So he's not as big of a Twitch streamer as he's a YouTuber. Um, I'm really into League of Legends right now. And the Glacier with two R's, he has some great YouTube content. He's a great streamer. I recommend checking him out on Twitch. Um, and again, like I said, I'm really into League of Legends. So I've been looking up different um, streamers who I can like learn from and kind of figure out the game a little bit more mm-hmm. and uh night night kid is his name and it's <laughs> interesting because he's a he's a little bit of a smaller streamer but his it's crazy because his viewers will range anywhere from like 200 to like sometimes he's up to like eight thousand or wow. four thousand or something like that but it's because he gets hosted by some bigger names like summit 1g who's a really big streamer he's he's hosted him a number of times he'll get hosted by different people who maybe have a, a bigger audience but um He's awesome. He's a super chill streamer, very knowledgeable of the game. But the best part is, like, if you're active in his chat, like, he'll definitely notice you and, like, talk to you. And he just makes movie references all the time. So I'm like, this is like hanging out with a friend. Like, this is all I do. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, chill, make movie that's references, kind of joke around. I, yeah, I feel like a lot of people like Twitch for that same reason. Is like, they're very – a lot of the good Twitch streamers, in my opinion, are the ones that are interacting with the chat. They're really funny, good personalities. And, yeah, it kind of seems like you're hanging out with them a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, especially too, when you have a streamer like, let's say, like a Tim the Tapman or someone like that with a huge audience, it's impossible to get noticed by them unless you donate to them. And so, which, I mean, for good reason, because if you look at their chat, when you have like 24,000 viewers consistently or whatever mm-hmm. Tim has, it's the chat is just flying because there's so many people just like spamming the chat and, and yeah. you know, typing messages or just putting emotes in there. But where you have a smaller a smaller streamer with a little bit of a, a, a smaller audience and a smaller community. It's, it's easy to get noticed and to get your messages seen. And it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more interactive. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you just made me think of someone, this is not my answer, but you just made me think of someone, uh, well, a, Twitch, answer, a yeah. Twitch streamer <laughs> that I love is, uh, his name is Sips. And okay. he, he is, I've been watching him. He started on YouTube and I've been watching him for years 
and he is consistently one of the funniest guys. And a lot of times it's like the he's funny that he's not even trying to be funny. And and uh, I would recommend like a, maybe go through his catalog, see if you if you like are interested in a game he's playing. And then if you are, then go ahead and watch him. But yeah, he's he's really funny. Is that is that his typical thing? Is playing video games, or does he, what what else does he do? Uh, he pretty much only plays video games. Yeah. Okay. But he, right. I just don't know if that was like his type of content, or if he's kind of like a like a Gus Johnson who does like sketch comedy and podcasts and stuff. But then also his he, Gus Johnson's also on Twitch and will play oh, stuff yeah, with his yeah. friends. No, no, like he started out like as as a gamer, yeah. And then okay. He's still, Very he's cool. Still gaming. He, he's funny. But <clears throat> so right. my my YouTuber, out. and it's not it's a it's actually a, a just a channel that I want to shout out shout out. Is uh is called Cracker Milk, and <laughs> I'll explain. So first of all, <laughs> shout out to Zach Allen, my buddy. He showed me these guys. They're a relatively smaller Australian sketch comedy group, and they I think they have like a hundred thousand subscribers or something, maybe even less. They are uh, most of their videos are pretty quick, maybe a couple minutes at most, and they are so funny they're always coming out with the the things you would most you would least expect and I, they're just hilarious 100 rec- recommend them i and like i said their their videos are really quick hitters so you can just like knock out a bunch in just a row and, and really really get through some of their catalog really quick <laughs> but they're hilarious. And once you get over the name they're great yeah cracker milk <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you've sent me a couple of videos now that actually that you mentioned it because you i remember you sending me something you're like yeah it's this australian sketch comedy group i really like so Maybe. i feel like i've seen a couple of their videos and mm-hmm. yes also recommend yeah they're hilarious uh well that wraps it up uh connor have anything to add anything to say to the to the fans uh nope skids are for kids skids are for kids keep them white keep them tight uh, yeah. Uh, you can follow me at the thrill can kill five on Instagram, and we'll be posting about the the podcast there. If you guys have any friends, families, uh, please share the podcast with them if they if you think they like them. Uh, and have a great day. We'll see you next week.